I don't like when people cap out quickly and say there are no words. <laughs> because the job often is to give words, to yes, give words. It's the very easy way to go. No words. I can't express how much I try to express. Now, obviously, we say, it's funny, we do it in Ishmas, in Anachnumasvik, and we say, Hashem, we can't do enough. We still attempt. And certainly we're here when we describe something that we can't give over the full picture, but I don't like the cap out of saying I can't describe that. Let's try to describe. When somebody says I can't. Yeah, very, very good. Zug. And Ashrei, we say to your greatness, we can't end, but we still, every generation thanks you. Our job is to, is to, is to use words and to describe and talk and express. People, but people cap out. There are no words to thank you, but thank you. Try say, try say the words. As best, and then you can say, of course it's insufficient. Of course it's insufficient. But this is the attempt. So I want to try to describe to you what I saw, the, the sights I saw, the Mara Agadol, the unbelievable sights that I was there to see. I want to try, sure, I want you to, I'm happy, really, I should make everybody put on film for this. Thank you for putting on film for this. I want to describe to the Olam, I want to describe to the Olam, Avi, what I saw in, in, a re, in, an, in an honest way, a few, a few aspects. The most... I'm going to describe. I'm going to describe Akiva different things that are important to me to describe. There are different things I want to. So I want the first thing I want to describe that struck me. I could tell you myself, Ray Brownstein, Ray Overlander, all three of us. This was the main thing. Not every year it's like this. This year, more than any other year by a long shot, what struck us, great to see you, Yitzhi, welcome home. What struck us, Yitzhi, more than anything, right? Great to see Rai Wasnicki, great to see Ariel. What struck us the most, myself, Rai Overlander, Rai Wasnicki, Rabbi um, Brownstein, what struck us more than anything is the following thought that Mayor Mattel told me. He said, Rabbi, I want to tell you why I don't listen to Gaish music anymore. And this is the this is the biggest thing that I saw amongst the chevra that I want to share with you, and then I share some other things. He said, "I'll tell you why I don't listen to Gaish music. It's not because I'm so from Pritzos. It's not because I'm so from. It's it's usher. It's bad topics. That Gaim nothing to do with that." He said something that that caught me. He said, if you listen to Gaish music, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but if you listen to Gaish music, it speaks about loneliness. A lot of pain and loneliness is the topic of Gaish music. Even their love songs, in a shallow way, you view it as love, it's always craving, and what they're craving is companionship. Loneliness, just alone, a sense of disconnection. That's their music, an unbelievable sense. She left me, I lost her, I can't have her, I want her alone. And he said there was a day, and it struck me, Rebbe will say to Bacham, the Goyish music. And then you listen, you say, oh, there's a reason that guys are listening to it, because they relate to it. 
And he said that I related to it. The pain, the loneliness I related. He said, I turn it on now. I don't know what they're talking about. He said, I just can't connect anymore. He said, I'm not there. He said, that's why I don't listen anymore. I'm just not there. My son told me there was a singer he liked a lot. He said, I can't, I don't know why. I just can't listen anymore. For three months, he said, I turn it on. I don't, I, I stopped turning it on. I can't listen anymore. I'm not there. I'm just not there. What I wanted to express is that the onset of our avoid we're battling, and all our lives we battle. No doubt about it. All our lives we struggle as we're supposed to, by struggling, by fighting, for sure. What I wanted to say is what I saw as internal success. People over time, struggling and struggling, but who've acquired deep inside of themselves real madragas of connection to Hashem, of tefillah, of Torah, and avas I enjoy learning. I, I walked in to Ref Fisher's to speak, and I saw, I promise, I saw A.B. chapping Arayin another couple of minutes to get his Gemara with joy. He was just chapping Arayin another few minutes. I saw a person who's connected, who's found something inside. Certainly we started, we watched Yeshiva the struggle, and I saw people well advanced who have acquired Madragas of connection, connection to Tfila. I saw people davening. I saw Aiki Kohn daven. It was unbelievable to watch him, a person who's found connection, who's, who's connected, who's found something very deep that he's satisfied with, that he's comfortable with, that he's excited about. There's name, I can name name after name after name. I'm talking about deep acquisitions and the belief in the whole system that we have over here. That's not a quick fix. That's not a quick fix. It's not, well, I'm from now. It's not like that. That's not cheap. It's not I'm from now and all of a sudden I, I flipped out. It's not what it is. I saw people who went for the long term difficult acquiring Madragas, acquiring steps, and I saw the result of years later on, of four guys, of married couples, of, of people that are younger, light, beautiful, B'nai Torah, unbelievable, to see Dovi Solomon, Chesky Solomon, build their families, in a type, to see Shalom Katzov with his child, unbelievable. Madragas together with wives and families, unbelievable sight. This year specifically, this year specifically, there were a lot of marrieds at the, at, at the events. There were a whole section of married with children. We had a separate, we had a, a whole event just for the marrieds. It's always important, Rabbi, said, when, when people sit around the table, youngsters, so you can fire up, youngsters are idealistic. It's what's gorgeous about young people. It's the greatest perk about teaching young people is you stay young. Young people are idealistic, are willing to change, are willing to embrace, are willing to have the courage to say, I'm not a finished product, let me work on something. Old people tend to get hard and stale. You can't, they're not, the first step, the first step of Kenyan Atayra is Talmud. Talmud means, are you malleable? The word malleable means, are you willing to be molded? You can't learn a Talmud. Talmud doesn't just mean Limud. Limud means to learn. Talmud means to be shaped. That I'm coming, I want to be shaped and formed. I'm willing to change. 
I'm willing to say that I want to I want to go somewhere. I want to develop into something. Talmud. Youngsters often have Talmud. Old people feel crusted and hardened. I'm stuck. This is what I am. When you're around a table, it's very easy to say a lot of things. And people say, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then later on, they say, it didn't hold true. In the playing field of life, it didn't hold true. There's a line from Rev Hirsch that, that rings. Dov, you have to hear this line from Rev Hirsch. Rev Hirsch, in a letter, when he took his battle, Rev Hirsch felt that in the base Medrash, Rev Hirsch was fighting all his life, reform and conservative. People who threw off the yoke of Torah. And Rev Hirsch blamed a lot the base Medrash. Rev Hirsch said, when we took life out of Torah, Torah was taken out of life. Hear those words? When we took life out of Torah, Torah was taken out of life. Rev Hirsch said, when it stopped being relevant, there was the base Medrash, but it, had no, it, it didn't enter into our basketball game. It didn't enter into our Ben Azmanim. There was a base Medrash, intense learning. The goal is not intense learning. Learn intensely and bring it into your life. Live like a Ben Tyra. Your behaviors should be elevated. A Ben Tyra. I saw a Shabbos of B'nai Tyra. Rev Hirsch would have been fired up. Rev Hirsch, not where he is. Rev Hirsch and Shemayim is doing cartwheels, backflips. Rev Hirsch felt that they took life out of Tyra. Life, the base Medrash was all intense. But it didn't translate into the type of husband you were. Sunday. If you learn Tyra with fire, but what type of husband are you? Are you a good husband? Are you a warm husband? A caring? If you're not a caring husband, you didn't learn diddly squat. You didn't learn anything. If you're not a precious son, you didn't learn anything. If it didn't translate into your life, into how you live minute by minute, you didn't learn anything. The Torah is not a theoretical place. It's supposed to infuse our life with chiyus and meaning. It's supposed to produce a ben Torah. He felt the base medrash was intense. But it had nothing to do with impacting our life. We didn't become better husbands because of it. If you're not a warmer, more caring husband, if you're not a better friend, if you're not a more caring friend, if you're not a better community member, don't tell me you learned anything. You didn't learn anything. The Torah is saying things to us. It has messages to us. It's Torah if you take it into practice. If you learn beautifully, but then you go and hurt people. You're not a learner of Torah. You're not a liver of Torah. You haven't done anything. He felt that life was... We start in Yeshiva every single morning with this Vad. We talk about life. Because all our learning has to impact. Life is lived here. Life is brought into the equation. Rev Hirsch said that when life is disconnected from Torah, Torah gets disconnected from life. If people saw learners of Torah, and he calls them the Pasuk and Echab, says, say tire, It calls them say tire, grabbers of Torah. say tire, there was no das. They didn't live with it. They just held Torah. They didn't live Torah. If you put a shas on the back of a camel, it's a chamar noisei svarm, a donkey. The donkey's carrying shas, but it's not living shas. It's not incorporated with the ideals of shas. Welcome home, Rafael. Welcome home, hello. Come on, bang it. Good to see you, Rafael. So Rav Hirsch felt that in the base Medrash, life wasn't brought into the equation. 
It's learning. It's the pursuit of learning, but not brought. Our lives weren't brought along. It wasn't being allowed to enter as a husband, as a father, as a person. I love when my kids are at Shiurim. I miss that man. He's not here today. I left him in Eretzirah another two days. I love when my kids come to Shiurim and speeches. Because you could talk, yap, yap, yap. Does it go into your life? Very nice in the base Medish you say, when your kid's sitting there, and your kid who has no problem saying, Dad, <clears throat> start coughing if you're not living it. Is that how you live your life? It's very nice you're expressing, you're learning a person. Is that it? And when your kids are there, they demand, I like my kids to be at Shmuzim. The kids demand, is this how you live your life? I love seeing the marriage at that event. Because what we speak about and what we learn about translates, it works. For those that follow and those that listen, it translates into our life. The tire itself produces somebody who is shaykh to a life. It produces a ben tire to somebody who the values and ideals make him a better husband, father, community member. It just translates into his life. The wives were sitting there hearing the ideals that we're discussing. And, and these, and these B'nai Torah are taking these ideas and putting them into their lives. And what I wanted is, what I saw the Shabbos of B'nai Torah, people not learning, they're living Torah. They're living Torah and values and battles, taking, continuing to fight, continuing to have struggles. Anybody thinks somebody's steiging, continue to have struggles. But incorporating values that translate, that are effective and work, I saw staggering B'nai Torah. To watch, just Bakri at the Bakri, and to see a process, trust the process is words that, that, that are very meaningful here. Stolen elsewhere, meaningful here. <laughs> that a person is honest with himself and follows the recipe of the yeshiva. Not as an excuse. It's easy to say process and then continue to smoke up. You have no process if you smoke up. I'm talking about a guy who real. It's difficult. We're asking a Bakri, we're asking a Bakri not to cap out, to express and talk. I watched, I looked at the face of Morty Samwitz. There's a guy who learns a day, he learns about 17 hours a day happily. 17 hours, you heard me. Happily. I'm not saying that's the goal, that people learn four, that I have tremendous nachas from. I'll tell you about them after. I won't say names. But the guy learns 17 hours happily. Happily, to freedom, with geschmack, enjoying, working hard, to see process. And, and some learn four. There are guys who learn four. I, I would say the name. There are guys who learn four and I'm tremendous nachas. The goal is not 17 hours. The goal is real process. To see people comfortably steiging and growing, one after dazzling, one after another, after another, after another. To walk into the yeshiva in Rebina. The guys are B'nai Taira, fiery, serious, honest, sincere B'nai Taira, true B'nai Taira. <laughs> A guy told me, the guy who's from the, the, the lions of the yeshiva, who was a Ben Taira to the core of his being, described how angry he was when I asked him to stop smoking up when he was a youngster. And he dropped it and it was hard, and today it's so not hard, that area. But he's building, and he's fighting, and he's, and he's creating a guy who's going to be an unbelievable human being, an unbelievable husband and father and community member and Kiddush his whole life. So that's one aspect... I want to say, Rabbi, say that we're striving for inner things that will come. That will come inner values. It takes time. Rabbi Kiva left learning. You have to understand. Rabbi Kiva learned Torah and he left. 
He left because Rebbe Kiva knew you could have external accomplishments. What didn't Rebbe Kiva know? If I learn and learn, of course I'll know Torah. What was, why did Kiva stop learning? Of course, if you learn and learn and learn, I'll know Torah. Why did Kiva stop learning? Rabbi Kiva thought all his life, I'll have it externally, but it won't be me. I'll have it externally. Of course, if you pound math, you'll one day know math. Shock. If you pound the guitar, you'll one day know how to play guitar. It's not a shock. That's how life works. So what was the nishadish to Rabbi Kiva? What was nishadish to Rabbi Kiva? What became new? What was what chiddush did Rabbi Kiva see in the world that that that, he, that brought him back to Torah? He knew Rabbi Kiva tried to learn. He gave up. What made him give up? If you learn a lot, you'll know Torah. Shockers. Rabbi Kiva thought his whole life it will never be who I am. It will never penetrate my inside. So I'll always be a guy going through. My goal is not that you you know you know the guy trying to learn first say there. I want you to hear this. Awesome. I want you to put it down, please. Thank you. But I want you to put it down. So, so, so put it up here. Put it up here. So, do you know, Natana, we come to Seder. We come to Seder, and it's difficult to learn Seder. We come to a Seder, and it's difficult. We want to be a good boy. We want to please somebody. I learned to Seder. I learned to Seder. Look, I did it. The goal is that I have a connection to Torah. The goal is that I learned and I, re- I related to it. Deep in me, that, was, that, that hour mattered to me. That hour was of deep concern to me. I enjoyed it. I connected to it. I wanted to share with you that I saw B'nai Torah, who connect to the Ruchnis. They're not forcing it. They're not trying to be good boys. They connected to the Ruchnis. It matters to them. I hung around my son for three days. I saw a guy who's acquired Ruchnis. It matters to him. In a profound, deep way, he's gotten connection. He's become a Ben Torah. So I wanted to share. I wanted to share that side with you as one of the things that I know, that I wanted to share with the Hebrew. People were coming to that room. We sat in a room all Shabbos. We sat in a room all Shabbos. It was electric. Literally electric. The singing was, the singing by Shal Shuddis. It was like, wow. What's the secret of that room? What's the, and people were coming. I don't want to say outsider. There are no outsiders. We don't mention the word waterbury. It's not about a yeshiva. We try not to mention anybody's comfortable there. And easily, by Shalashodis, easily there were a hundred people there who never learned in this yeshiva. It's not it. We don't, we try not to say waterbury, waterbury. It's about Tyra, about being a Ben Tyra. But what's the magic of that room? It's electrical and magical. People were there, lost their mind. People had never experienced our yeshiva, what we're zaycha to. What's the secret? What's the magic that's different in that room that is a model that has to be shared everywhere? That's, this, that's so electrical in that room, it's, it's wild. I want to share with you what I think the magic is. What is it? It's, it's wild. You walk in that room, there's an excitement, electricity that's... That's unbelievable. The guys root for each other off the charts. They root for each other in unbelievable ways. And they're excited for each other's success, and the success that's had is amazing. 
The reason they're rooting for each other is yeshiva is not law school. You're not competing. In law school, if you graduate number one, you get the best job. You graduate number one, say, so you're the guy, you're it. Number two gets a less job. That's how it works. The number one guy, at the, there's, there's, there's tiers. The top tier, second, it's marked on a curve. You lose when the guy next to you does well. That's how it works in law school. You don't help the next. There's no spirit of cooperation. His success costs you. So you'd rather his failure, it's bad for you, he succeeds. In the world of Torah, Rabbi say, it's not a competition. If you have any yeshiva, you have the spitzbacher, you have, he's the best guy. Who's the best guy in the yeshiva? Who's the guy you value him? And then we all try to get towards there. We try to, you know, we try to get there. You have your top, your guy, and then we all try to stop in there, and as much as we can become of him, and maybe we can knock off the guy sitting at the top. Then there's no spirit of... First of all, it's a lie. It's a sheker. No, every person has no sheikh as the next person. And it robs us of the value of each one. We need each pentaira. We sat in a room where each one's journey is chashuv. Each one's milus are chashuv. Each one's talents, each one's successes count and are valuable. It's not trying, there's no, there's no spitz guy in water. And Yiddish spitz means the epitome. There's no spitz guy, he's the guy, everybody's the guy. Everybody counts, everybody struggles in opportunity for Kiddush Shemayim. Everybody's success is, is celebrated, it's a Kiddush Shemayim. A great Kiddush Shemayim. We have no grand sim at the end of the year, I can't stand PR. Success is not how it looks to somebody else, I'm sorry. We don't live in terms of it looks good to him. It's not about it's not about looking good to him. I don't like that the Western mind, it's all about how it appears. You could be garbage as long as he thinks you're something. I like the reality. The reality. I don't like you go on vacation. Vacation could stink as long as you have good pictures and others think you have a good time. Send it to social media. As long as, doesn't matter if you had any fun or not as long as others think. And you're sitting there miserable but you got a good shot that shows something that may suggest the halfway decent time. Not I like having a good time itself. I want to party. I don't want the other guy to think I'm partying. In America, the West, and if you walked around and thought about marriages, everybody's lovey-dovey couples. They must really love each other, right? They act, the Ramah says that a husband and wife can't show Ava in public. Because we want that they really love each other. Not that all they have is that the next person thinks they have. I was once dealing with, I always know by us, in our world, I was dealing with a marriage that was on the rocks. They were fighting day and night, night and day. And a person in the, their community called me. They're acting inappropriate in public. They had no marriage. Or at least let them have that somebody else thinks they have. I don't come from that world. I want to have. Not how it appears to somebody else. We want to have. We want to acquire something profound and something real. I think the secret of that electricity is that you have a room full of people who love each other and respect each other and know that his success doesn't detract from my success. In a world that's taught, you're all competing to be the number one guy. It's Sheker. It's a lie. We're not all supposed to be the same. There's no uniformity. We're each different and supposed to be Mekadosh. It would be such a Sheker of Hashem. It would be an unfair world. In a system where we're all supposed to be the same, why does Hashem give me my challenges? It's unfair. I have a, I have a bad starting point. Could you imagine a race? 
You're all supposed to cross the finish line. Just one little thing. One guy runs three feet, and another guy has to run 15 miles. It's the stupidest race I ever saw in my life. If there's a spitz thing, it's unfair, it's disgusting, it makes no sense, and no wonder half the Olam quits. Because it's an unfair race. But let's say it's not a race for me to be the spitz. Let's say the race is for me to be Mekadah with my background, with my challenges, to bring unbelievable Kiddush with what I've been through. In such a world, expressing your challenges is safest. I'm not racing to be him. In such a world, the race is fair. In such a world, the opportunity of Kiddush is real, is authentic. In such a world, I don't have to be somebody else. I could be myself. I'm probably the best one in the world designed to be myself. And the Nisiyayinists I have are probably perfectly designed for me to make the Kiddush Shemayim that I'm supposed to make. My Nisiyayinists are not designed to be the best him. So if I'm trying to be him, it's not fair who, what the Nisiyayinists I have. If I'm trying to be me, so it's very fair. My Nisiyayinists, that probably is the path that Hashem gave me in overcoming my history and my story to get where I need to get. All of a sudden, in such a world, where each person's challenges and each person's path, and they're supposed to be honest with themselves, really authentic, and embrace each challenge, be honest and expressive and work through in a real way and develop, each person, his success is so gishmat. And this one, we're not, we're not on a curve over here, we're not racing each other. I saw a room full of people who each one is matzliach and the other one's success is such a great thing. The other one's success is celebrated and real and important. That's, a, that's electric. In a room of success and in a room of success where everybody values the next one's success, electricity. It's something you, can't, you couldn't pretend that. If we wanted to be gishmaksters, and make up what I saw Shavs. You want to like some, let's, let's like just bottle it and create it. I always feel, you'll see one day our graduation. You'll see an event that's magical. Let somebody copy it. Let a person try to imitate it. I also want a magical graduation. So what do you do? Sing a lot, hire, to make the Shabbos we just had. What do you do? Hire some singers. Get go- it was stunning. The singing was off the charts. You couldn't, you could bring in 4,000 Chuekis into one room. You bring 4,000 people with that voice. I promise it wouldn't touch Shabbos Kodesh. It wouldn't touch. You're talking about real people who grew and appreciate each other's growth and respect the distances and the efforts involved in becoming something. And then together singing songs of success, singing song of Kirvis Hashem. That's something that's electrical. That's something that's magical. It can't be pretended. You couldn't just invent, you couldn't invent that. People are looking at the airport. We, we came down. They're not coming to greet Kalish. They're coming to greet each other. You have to remember in Eretz Yisrael, they're not all together, the Chevra. They're coming. They don't want to miss one second with each other. Together, myself, Ray Brownstein, help bring everybody together. They're coming to be with each other. We walk to the airport. People are looking. What is this? They've heard singing before, I promise you. Unity amongst a group this size, a togetherness, a oneness, an excitement for each other they haven't seen the likes of. That's like Maimed Harsinai-esque. Maimed Harsinai, the world saw such a thing.
People who are excited because my struggle and my success is my journey and your struggle and your success is your journey. We're not competing. We're not competing. Hashem has room for attention for both of us. Infinite attention for both of us. Infinite relationship to both of us. And each of us have a perfect opportunity in our lives with our path to be Mekadashem Shemaim. We aren't competing at all. I want to share with you a word on Parshas, on Parshas Va'era, this past week's Parsha, to really give you, to give you exactly what I saw. To give you teeth, teeth what I saw. This is going to be my attempt. This word to give you exactly what I saw. The Goyim strive to teach their children etiquette. Say thank you. Etiquette, Ellie. The Goyim, excellent to see else. The Goyim strive to teach their children etiquette. Avi, say thank you. Say thank you. That's what the Goyim strive for. I have, to, I have to pause to tell you, I have to pause to say by saying, most of the world feels stuck. The world feels stuck. They think, you're stuck. This kid was, I'm sorry I'm speaking open, tough luck. A kid's molested when he's young, he's stuck. So his whole life will be pretend. He's stuck. He's stuck. He has strange tivus and all the, he's stuck. Most people feel a guy went through all different challenges, he's stuck. You are, you're product of what happened to you and that's it, you're stuck. It's cold outside, that's all that matters. The environment is all that matters. You are stuck. You're a product, you're an iguana. Whatever your conditions are, that's what you're resigned to. You're stuck. That's what most of the world thinks. Most of the from world thinks that way. People are stuck. The haves and the have-nots. I was in a Shabbos that announced it was a Shabbos of freedom. It announced, every guy there announces, I saw people who went through childhood of every Nisayan and they would real about themselves. And they expressed, worked through, developed, and they're connected today in a passionate, real, wholesome way to Hashem, to His Torah, to His people. I saw connection. I saw connection. When you pretend you have no connection, you can hide, you can... We have no connection when you're open and honest and comfortable and worked out. I saw a connection. I saw people unstuck. And I saw an announcement. Nobody's stuck. You couldn't walk out of that Shabbos and say we're stuck. We are so free. We're so free and not stuck and not limited by past challenges, not even a little. But we have to embrace and, and fight and express and work through. We're so not stuck. But I want to say a word on Parshish Vera. By Goyim, they strive that their kids say thank you. I don't have that. Say thank you. Say, I'm not sure you say it to your kids or not. That's, I promise my goal is not my kids say thank you. I'm not so shallow. My goal is they're appreciative. Appreciative means inside they recognize goodness was done to them. Makire toiv, it's called. Hakaras toiv. Hakaras doesn't say, say thank you. That's like two-year-old. Say thank you. Say thank you. Basically, when you say, say thank you, you make us look good. Oh, your kid's so well-behaved and well-mannered. That's a bunch of garbage. I'm talking about madragas. Now, it could be you have your kids say thank you, by the way. Could be. Could be. Because it could be by expressing they'll come to have the feeling. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, no, no. The real goal, a, fr- a guy says, say thank you. A from Yid says, Ma, you sat in the kitchen cooking all this. Unbelievable. 
You want your kids? Do you know mommy said, you know, you ask your kids, how long did it take mommy to make the kugel? Wow, mommy spent an hour on that. Mm. I was doing this, you were doing that, and mommy was in the kitchen cooking. Mm. Mommy spends time on us. She's worried about us. Then, let me say something, let me do something, thank you. Okay, whatever bursts out, we're shooting for the inner value of appreciation. We want to be people of gratitude, of appreciation. We don't want to be empty shells of people who have no relationships. The main thing that causes relationship appreciation, marriage is dead in America because there's no appreciation. Thank you, thank you, thank you, please, thank you, thank you, please. Thank you, please, no appreciation. Appreciate you did my laundry? <coughs> I don't know what to do with myself. You did my laundry. You did my laundry. It was my laundry. I sweated on the clothing. You washed my clothing. Unbelievable. What you express, say thank you, give a hug, whatever you want to do to, the, to your mama. Whatever you, I don't know what you should do. You should know what you could do. What should I do? I can't believe this. My mother, she does it. She does it for me. It's not the saying thank you. You know the difference between the Bachar who's appreciative and the Bachar who says thank you? Somebody does, a Rebbe makes an event at his house. The Bachar was very, um, the Bachar was like, his mom trained him nicely. Says thank you Rebbe, it was so nice. And he leaves. The Bachar was appreciative four hours later, Texas is Rebbe, that was unbelievable. Because he's thinking. It's the difference the guy who says thank you at the door and the guy who texts four hours later. The four hours later is Jewish. He's a makir taiv. The thanker, is the, the waiters at the hotel, at the Shabbos told me, the waiters, guy with a big ponytail, two waiters, they said, Rabbi, I've done years of events. I never in my life got this appreciation like I got the Shabbos. I don't know what you're doing here. I've never gotten appreciated because we're, we're producing makir taiv. Appreciative people. Two waiters with... I wasn't. I wasn't happy. I wasn't like I'm so happy. Of course, of course, Vada. Vada. I wasn't. Vada. If if Alan if Alan wants to become from, I don't. I don't say it with like show off. We, we, I, I would have Tishabab all year in yeshiva. If a guy worked here, didn't want to become from, so what? We're not real. I believe in Torah. I have news for you. Torah is true. Torah is precious because you saw a forest doesn't mean anything. So you saw somebody who's not real. School is not Torah. You saw somebody messing around. That's not Torah. I'm talking about living with the values of Torah. Of course it's attractive. If you're a waiter around people living Torah, of course they want to become from. Of course they say, I've never seen anything like this in my life. <laughs> the waiters were ready if we said on the spot, waiters, who wants to give their life to Hashem? Both waiters would have been in after Shabbos. Of course, it's not a Chiddush that Alan has repeatedly said to me to see I want to become from. Of course, he's around the yeshiva. I'd be embarrassed. I, wouldn't, I would make Tishrub the whole year. If that didn't happen, we're, we're practicing. Here. Values of appreciation. Now, when you're appreciative, Rabbi say, when you have appreciation, to appreciate, you notice details. Thank you, you don't notice anything. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Rabbi, thank you. Don't say thank you. I don't care if you say thank you. When your Rebbe makes an event, you got to write, you're thinking about thank you, thank you. Say thank you, don't. Later on, sit in bed and think what just happened. Oh, my Rebbe went to the deli. What's going on here? Then text him. Means you thought. The initial thank you is your etiquette. The text later on means you're a makiotov. You're thinking. You say thank you right away. I'm not saying not to, but think. Hakaris recognize my parents. What they do for me, think. 
So Rabbi say, requires Ari details, noticing details. Because you're thinking, you're not just doing the social etiquette. The kid's thinking, Mom worked hard for that. Always thank you, you have to notice details. We don't say to Hashem, God, you took us out of Egypt. Thank you, thank you, out of Egypt. We notice getting out of Egypt had details, David. There were a lot, Ellie, I need you to hear this. Come close, from close, from close, come close. Let's go. Says, like this, Ellie, getting out of Egypt came with details, else. There were all different details that came out. We discovered last year, Ellie, at the Kaiso, we discovered at the Kaiso, we, we tried to dance and we were hundreds of people. So we, had, we were spread out and it sounded terrible. You couldn't hear each other sing. We were holding different parts of the song. We came in a, what's called a mosh pit? What's that called? You all come together. We came all together and sang and thousands of people, the whole Kaiso area, like stopped to, to hear us. So this year, right after that, the Kaiso taught us the Kaisal, the place that was destroyed for Sinas Chinam taught us when we're far apart, we sound terrible. We come close, we sound great. This year, right after that went to the Kaisal, we all came to a together close. We sounded wow. That's what the Kaisal taught us. We're close together, we sound better. Oh, that's all. We're going to sing soon, Ellie. I need you close. Rabbi said, AJ, like this, regards from Tata, regards from Mama, we'll talk, AJ. So, like this. When we left Egypt, a lot of things happened. Say, thank you, Hashem, for taking us out. First step is slaves are physically beaten up. For 210 years, they beat us up, 86 of which were intolerable. The first, thank you, Hashem, is Vigaalti. You took us out the beginning of Parshas Ve'era. There are four lishayness of Geula because we're makire toiv. We notice details. Step number one is haitzesi eschem itachas civilized mitzrayim. Is the removal of the physical pain. They pulverized us. They killed our kids. Thank you, Hashem, for the cessation of pain, for the relieving Ellie of the physical pain. That's the first Geula hello. David, the first gula, we were pulverized. You took us out of Mitzrayim. We were physically now not being beaten. We were safe. We went from taking pounds, busted around, beaten up. Now we're free. Step number two is an Eved. Besides the physical pain, an Eved doesn't have rights. We were given taxes. They took our money in crazy amounts. We weren't allowed to vote. We were lower people without the rights of a free man. And we, we weren't allowed to use their bathhouses. Simple rights. But forget the pain. Thank you, Hashem, for taking me out of the... I'm not an Evid anymore. I don't have the lower level. Thank you, Hashem, for that. Now, step number three. Very shallow people watch... The, I'm not a racist. I don't appreciate racism. Black, white, green, yellow. A human being is precious to be treated with dignity. You watch the black athlete, they're holding up their fists, kneeling. And you could make late sunnahs. If you're not a thinking person, it's cute, it's funny. If you're a thinking person, you're watching and you're wondering, we just had a black president. It's one of the strangest. I don't think there's that much racism in this country. Now, to say it doesn't exist, you're fooling yourself. But it's, there's a lot of, it's a land of opportunity. We just had a black president. And it shocks, what are we seeing? I'm not a guy who just says they're all idiots. Yeah, they're just 
Why are they? They're upset about something. Why are they raising their fists, kneeling on the floor? Racial equality. We just had a black president, and that's not an aberration. A black can go anywhere he wants in this country. There are senators that are black. There are managers and general managers. Any position of authority in this country a black can get. And yet there are people kneeling and raising fists. So you're not a thinker. You just laugh and it's just late sunnas. If you're actually a thinking person, you're actually wondering, what am I seeing? Isn't that strange? You want to tell the buddy every... I laugh. The athletes making 15 million a year saying that there's not equal opportunity for a black, said the man making 15 million a year, one of the richest people in the country. I'm like, oh, oh. What, what is he saying? It's a big problem. Now, you could just say people are stupid. They're just... People aren't stupid. They're, they're creating... Why is a man making 15 million a year on the floor saying, I don't have opportunity? If, if the, all the janitors of the world, if Alan got together his chevra and they all kneeled, I would say we have to show them they can make more money. These are the richest. They're on the floor saying that we don't have opportunity, said the man who's the starting quarterback making 15 million a year. What are you saying? Which is why, by the way, many people are angry. That's a lot of the backlash is, what are you guys saying? You're kneeling, you're raising your fists. <coughs> and Lanius Daiti, what I think the pshat is, what seems to me obvious, blacks were once in this country slaves. It's true. They were wrongfully, they were enslaved. And they were freed. There was the Emancip- Proclamation, Emancip- Emancipation Proclamation, whatever you call it. And Abe Lincoln freed the blacks. But when somebody says you're free, it doesn't change how you feel. If you were for years in Evid, it's a long time ago. It's, it's 175 years ago. But it goes father to son, father to son. Inferiority complexes don't leave if you still feel that way. You give that to your children, give it to your grandchildren. Rahmanulslan, anybody knows in the world where somebody went through, if you don't, I'm going to say, I'm going to speak openly because we're talking openly today, I apologize. If somebody was molested, you know his kid, his chances of being molested go up by like 100%? Statistically, why? Because the father feels hurt and low if he didn't express and didn't work through it. If he never expresses, talks to somebody and beats it through, he just covers up and lives a life of fraud. So then, you know, his kid goes up 100%, 100% likelihood, 100%. The chances go way up, the chance of the kid going through the same thing, because the kid feels inferior his whole life, feels like a victim. And then his kid feels like a victim, his kid, a grandchild of a victim is much more likely. These are statistics, go look them up. Because feelings of a parent goes to a child. They are kneeling because it's very nice somebody said we're free, but they don't feel free. The third thing we thank Hashem is it's not just that you took us out of the physical pain. It's not just you removed from the other rights that, that, that a free person gets. We thank you, Hashem, by bringing our oppressors to their knees, by taking us out in Israel and Etuya, in a magical way of Shvatim Gedolim, if we would have just gotten Adam and Sarai and Pirate and said, okay, they can go, we would still feel like a, we would be kneeling today and holding up a fist. But we feel our identity is we're free people. 
Hashem took us out in such a magical, beautiful way, it changed our very identity. We have an identity of a free man. We are free people today. We feel in a profound way free people. That's the third lashon of Gula. That you took you took us out in a profound way. That in the profound way our identity is that of Nechayrin. We don't feel enslaved anymore. We don't feel Ravad. It's not how we feel. I want to talk, Rabbi Say, about that third thing, identity. The third Geula. That our identity, you can no longer be a slave, but your identity is still a slave. What we are shooting for, Rabbi Say, here is not that you learn, is not that you serve Hashem. Your identity is an Evan Hashem. It's who I am. It's who I am, my identity. I went to a psychologist, while I was in Israel, a brilliant psychologist. Somebody asked me, a Bachar asked me, was speaking to a psychologist who I was blown away by. He asked me to join a session, so I joined. It was supposed to be a half hour. I was there for an hour and 15. An hour into the session, I was awed by the guy, honest. The man's a big man, an old man, and he's honest. He demands honesty. I was thinking like, which Bachar it's good for? I would go to him once a week. It's a long plane ride there, so I don't think my wife's going to let me go once a week. The man was honest, and he was dishing it out. He said it the way it is. Woo! No holds bar. I was thinking like, which Bachram could go? You have to be ready for the truth. If you didn't go to Waterbury, it's impossible to go. He works with a lot of water. You have to be a Nevakish Emes, because he tells you the way it is. Whew. This man says it the way it is. So after he was done for an hour beating up his client, not beating up, and the guy wanted it, and the guy goes back to him. He's honest. He's hard-hitting and honest. So after an hour, I said, if you give it like that, you can take it. So I said, who are you? So he thought. I said, who are you? I said to this man, it's like a, he's an old man beating up, honestly, be, but honestly, such honesty. So I want to know, I was awed by the guy. Who are you? Such honesty. Who are you? So he thought. He said, I decided years ago to help people. Great answer. Most people are afraid. Who are you? Who am I? I don't know who I am. I just try to look good for the next person. <laughs> a world of PR, I don't answer the question, who am I? It's just, it's just perception. Perception. There's no answer to who I am. It's perception. We're in a world where it matters. Who are you? I don't want you to wear a white shirt. So another, I don't let you wear a white shirt in this yeshiva. Don't even dare try. Not so fast. Because I don't want you to be a from guy. Somebody, the, the, the shul sees you as a from guy. I want you to see you as a from guy. When you put on that white shirt, it's not for anybody. It's for your own identity. A white shirt matters a lot. A lot. A lot. The reason I don't let you wear a white shirt is I want you to, for you, for you, to see yourself as a bentire. The white shirts, to put it on in the morning, I'm a bentire. I look in the mirror, I see my beard. I say, Oh, you're so serious. It's for me, not for you. To see yourself, identity, as a bentire. Identity, to see yourself as such. Identity is a huge topic. Who are you? What are you? Identity is values, certain things that are important to you. I'm loyal to Hashem. I like helping others. I want to make people happy. That's an identity. I'm going to make people happy. That's an identity. I'm, I'm going to be kind to people. That's an identity. That's a decision. That's a value. Who are you? Who are you? Nobody. You're just a show. 
You're just a taker. You're just trying to get... Who are you? What are you? Who are you? Identities. The third Geula was that our identity was no longer an Evid. We had the identity of a Ben Chayrin. We became free people. That's our identity, our etzem. You can get free. The blacks have been freed a long time ago. They clearly are nailing, making, 100, making 15 million a year, saying we don't feel that way. Our identity hasn't changed. Something has to free our identity. We have to feel different. We thank Hashem that our identity is that of free people. And I say to the Olam, identity is important. When we sing, Ana Hashem ki ani I'm an Eved Hashem, my identity. I'm a loyal person to God. I keep His Torah. I keep His mitzvahs. That Yid, when I said to him, Who are you? I was so impressed with his answer. You knew what I was saying. He thought, he said, Who are you? He said, I decided a long ago to help people. I was so impressed. That was a good answer. I decided long ago to help people. I hear that. I hear. I was amazed at what he was doing, how he was doing it. The old man is such a. He was a young man. The way he was, the way he was helping somebody else with such clarity. Who are you? I decided a long time ago to help people. When I saw Rabbi say over Shabbos, the identity of Bnei Torah. When we sang, I know, I know, I know. Everybody, I know, Abdul Kuchibuk, wherever they, Abdul Hashem, identity. Not something we're doing. Not something we're playing for a crowd. We didn't. We, we haven't played for crowds much over here. I'm talking about somebody who made a decision. I had a dilemma last year. A lot of Gedolei Yisrael came to Durham. Now the truth is that a Gadol comes. You have to dress in your Shabbos finery. A Gadol's coming. I didn't. I didn't have the yeshiva do it. Bedafka, fire or not. We didn't, we should have gone around and told her, a Godel's coming, you're dressed in your big day Shabbos. And of course you should. Why didn't I do it? Because so many have been dressed up for appearance. There were cameras here, and Waterbury should look good. Yeshiva picture, everybody wear your white shirts. We're going to be out there. So let's look good. You don't dress up for the public. It's not perception. I'm talking about reality. We're a place of reality. The cameras were rolling. I felt that it was Pekuach Nefesh. You can't have them dress up. So, so if it's less Kavadat Torah, Pekuach Nefesh. And I'm a to die for Kavadat Torah. And I felt it was Vaita Ritzicha. For people who have been told their whole lives, you're not doing a great job fitting in. You're making our school look bad. You're making our family look bad. Enough perception. Reality. Reality. Reality, not perception. So for that, we're just going to be us and, and, and come with me. As a bacher steiging, and he can, and he's ready for it to understand. You dress up because reality covered a Torah. But I felt it wouldn't be understood such way because the cameras run. So when there are no cameras, understand. You go see a gadol. Of course you wear it. You dress in the Shabbos finery. What I want to say, Rabbi, is what I saw over Shabbos: the room full of an Torah identity. People, if you asked, who are you? They would say, I know Abdu the Kutshav Rucham and Eved Hashem. I saw sincere people who have acquired an identity. They're not playing for any of it. It's so beautiful when you take off the playing for others. It's not a who am I. Don't, I'll tell you who I am. I'll tell you who I am. I'm somebody who decided long ago to serve Hashem sincerely. I decided to be a growing person long ago. I decided to add and step up long ago. I'm a Ben Aliyah. I'm a Ben Torah. I'm a sincere Ebed Hashem. That's what I saw. That's a beautiful identity. 
that's who you are. That's not that's not, that's when you're alone. It's that's not for the cameras. I saw people who are not for the cameras, and they look good for any cameras, but there are no cameras over the shelves. I saw people who look good because it's identity. It's not perception, it's identity. I had such a chizuk from what's going on here, Rabbi say. I have such a chizuk from what's going on here, a place that's about reality, not about perception. Ashrenu, Matayv Chalkenu, we're fortunate to be in a yeshiva, and to be a yeshiva that's about reality, not perception. Ashrenu, Matayv Chalkenu. That reality and not perception, not how it looks, how is it? Not, not how does it look to him, who am I for me? Who am I for me? And I tell everybody here, I tell everybody here, continue in a process of growth. Continue to fight, continue to add, the end is pretty. The end is pretty. And I say the end, it's a lifelong struggle of adding. Nobody's pretending that one day all of a sudden there aren't struggles. The Kiddush Shemaim, it's supposed to be struggles. Reb Nachman of Breslov was huge. He used to say over and over, I hate old people. It's a famous, I hate old people. I, I'm saying a zikenim. So Nachman say, he didn't mean somebody who's old. It's not a nice thing. The Torah says to like old people. He used to say, I'm saying a zikenim. He said, I'm saying a zikenim and I'm saying a gedolim. Reb Nachman said, I hate gedolim. You know that? You know he would prove to great people that they're garbage? He hated big people. Said I hate Gedolim and I hate Zikanim. That was a famous thing. Reb Nachman of his whole life went around saying, "You know that?" No one leaves. What did he mean by that, Chevra? <laughs> what did he mean? He hates Gedolim. He hates people. Who, and now he's in Bnei Brak sitting alone. Life's a struggle till the minute we die. If you're not struggling, what's it worth? The struggle is beautiful. I don't say, by the way, that what I saw is gorgeous. When I saw it, I saw. I now look at the tenth grade as gorgeous. It's, what's beautiful is not that. What's beautiful is that struggle is beautiful to them, and the successes and the kiddush shemayim of working through. The kiddush shemayim. He meant he hated gedolim. He hated people who are resting. I've arrived already. You've arrived. I continue to be mekadesh shemayim. He said Hashem gains nothing that you're a gadol today. He gains that you're making a kiddush shemayim of overcoming. The game, the Kiddush Shemayim to Hashem is I'm fighting, is I'm pushing forward. The Pirish of our type of Gadol is that he's pushing forward and advancing. And he's advancing, he's pushing forward. A Zaken, in his world, is a guy who's not pushing forward. The Gedolim he meant is a guy who says, I've made the Gadol Club, I've, I've made it. And then he's just going on the goodbye tour. You know that ball player the last year and everybody just celebrates. He goes place to place. He hates the goodbye tour. You're not, you're not playing anymore. What are you worth if you're not playing anymore? Push forward, push forward. Advance, be Mekadashem Shemayim. Don't say that, Lashon Hara. Push to that filler. The Chavetz Chaim was an old man and he had a Yitzhahara not to get out of bed. The Yitzhahara said, you're old, you already did so much. So he said, Yitzhahara, I was thinking of listening to you. You're right, I wrote so many Svarim in my 90s. I was thinking, you know, what do you have to get up at 4 for? Get up at 7.30. You already had a whole life to accomplish. But he said, but then I watched you. You're in as old as I am. You've been with me since I'm a kid and you're still fighting so hard so I'm inspired by you. I'm getting out of bed now. <laughs> That's a youngster. That's not an old man. It's advancing. He's pushing forward. There's more I want to tell you. 
somebody, I, I was proud, right? Sun and Shine asked me a question at a book. Ellie, I want, where's Ellie Hirsch? I want to sing a song with him. Where's Ellie's? Ellie, I need to sing a song with you. Ellie, right, Sunshine asked me a question that a Bachar has asked me. If you know me, I like singing words, not songs. If you sing the tunes, they get tiring. If you sing the words, it gets invigorating. So, Hill, I want to tell you, my Sunshine asked me that you're singing this song, Hine Hashem, the words from the Balatanya. Hine Hashem, Nitzavalov, Hashem's hovering above us, the whole world is full of the honor of Hashem. He, he's He checks out our hearts. To see if we're serving properly. He said it's so heavy. You're singing about Din all day and all night. In Eretz Yisrael, we rock that song. So he said, what are you singing about Din? It's so heavy. Kalosh, not like you. What are you singing songs about Din so much? So I was so proud. A Bachar in the Yeshiva asked me the Kasha. One of the guys said, Kalosh, what are you singing about Din so much? You're making it so intense over here. There's like... The bus thing, isn't it? It's bad for Waterbury's reputation. Look at this happy, positive place. We sing these heavy songs of din. We sound like like kvetches, like a tzibracha. We're a happy, joyous, jump on the table type guys. You see about din? So I told Rai son, I want to explain it to you. But years ago, when I came to Yeshiva, 18 years ago, after Mayriv, I wanted to speak to the Olam. So I said to the guys during. During Kaddish, I said to the Chavra, I'm going to talk, I was going guy by guy, I'm going to say a shift. I was trying for my esteem to get some Chavra there. So I was going around trying to recruit guys, I'm going to speak after Mayrev. So a Bachar came up to me, today a Talmud Chacham of note in, in California, and he said, <laughs> and he said to me, he said that Rebbe, how did you talk by, by Kaddish? So my mind, how did I talk by Kaddish? Because I'm a bum. You, you have that cash, I'll give you 10 more cashes. <laughs> then, he's, then I'm like thinking, he said something to me. He's saying, Kalish, you're worthy of studying. I was like, oh my goodness. <laughs> the guy gave me such chizuk. He said, Kalish, you're worthy of judging. What a chizuk. Do you know what it means? Hashem judges you. He's beating me up. God judges me. He beats me up. Okay, here goes. He's judging means you're worthy of being studied. There's no chizik in the world that the master of the whole universe judges you. You're checking my insides out? You're kidding me? <laughs> my insides. You're checking them out? It means you're, capa- you're capable. It means I want to see. And what are you doing today? God is asking, what, what am I doing today? <laughs> Doesn't he know I'm stuck? The answer is you're not stuck. Din says you're not stuck. My biggest thing in the world that I want, I want the whole yeshiva to be about is two things. I'm excited to be a yid. What does it mean to be a yid? I'm not stuck. The whole yeshiva was designed, we are not stuck. If there's one announcement that Waterbury announces to the world loud and clear, the whole Shabbos was a mitzvah. We are free people. We're not stuck, Akiva. Most of the world feels stuck. Stuck. You know how sad stuck feels? You know how tragic stuff is? Oh, oppressive. We're free people. We can grow. We can add. We can fight. We can overcome. Free man. That's the message of Waterbury, the happiness of Waterbury, the excitement of Waterbury. Nothing says we're free more than Hashem judges me. You're checking me again today? 
You know the guy who counts his money repeatedly? He has like $400 bills in his pocket. And like, I always wonder, like, is he hoping the four become five somewhere along the day? It's four. It's not changing. You just counted it. What is Hashem? He's bullying me? You're judging me again. You already know. You already know. God, can we just, can we, you know, call it a day already? You know? I don't know anything. I don't know anything. You can advance. I want to see again. Maybe, maybe you can advance. Din is a tremendous chizuk. Hashem saying, why do you talk by Kaddish? I, I cannot talk by Kaddish. Yeah, I can, you could be studied. You're capable of being studied. Din is a big chizuk. So that's why I like singing about din. Ellie, where's Ellie? I want Ellie to sing, start it for us. Where's Ellie? Oh, Ellie, you ready? Could you start it? Pretty high keels. Vihine. But a pretty high key. Sit next to me. Sit next to me. I like hearing your voice. Okay. Where's Rezzy? Pretty high key. Pretty high key. Take it. No, no, I wasn't telling you. Take the time.
Shiva now asked me a kasha, asked me a kasha that I was so impressed by that I want to share with all the kasha. A bright kid in the yeshiva, they were they were they were, they were to this exchange. I'm not making this up. Stop, Marcusham, I, I don't want to. I don't. I try very hard not to lie to the guys, and I don't like Rebbe make up. Somebody asked me, and you invented that. Nobody asked you that. A bacher, they were in front of Adam. A bacher asked me in my house. He said, Kalish. He didn't say, now I'm lying. He didn't say Kalish. But I took it as Kalish. He said, Kalish. He said, you destroy. A bacher yeshiva said, you destroy kids' lives. I said, okay, t- tell me. So he said, you destroy kids' lives. You destroy kids' lives. So you destroy their lives because you understand. He's been through a lot, this Bachar. And he says, you understand of me, so you give me excuses, you destroy me. Stop understanding us. He said, he has friends also. They're guys who've been through difficulties. He said, you understand us, it gives us excuses. That's what he said. He said, you destroy our lives, you're understanding us. Came with tainas. I'm not, I'm not, it wasn't, he wasn't joking around. He said, you destroy our lives, you're understanding. Stop being understanding, stop, knock it off. What? Yeah, don't understand. Don't understand. <coughs> don't understand? Yeah. I don't. <laughs> that's what, <laughs> that's what this partner said. By understanding the challenges, he said you, you, you by validating and understanding, so it takes off the man. So I want to tell you, I want to tell you a story of Shmuel Kamenetsky. Somebody told me on this trip. I told the Bachim, anybody who was in my house that night, I said there are two things could happen. Somebody went through difficulties. There was one is you demand without understanding it doesn't work because the demands aren't built to me because it doesn't validate my path. From the, what my Rebbe gave me is a path. I'll tell you what I saw in my Rebbe. It took me years. It took me many, many years. Why did my Rebbe light my fire? I had so many people who told me, let's be from now. Okay, let's be from Stark. Let's go, let's go. My Rebbe was the first one who knew me and gave me a path from me to there. Validation means I understand you. You are where you are and I understand. And now let's go. 
I told this Bachar, you could tell somebody, go, 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 but you don't understand. So then you're not giving a path from here to there. I said, there are people who just validate and don't demand. I can't stand that. Visiting people, somebody comes to the yeshiva and says, today's day and age, if you just get out of bed, you're a tzaddik. Oh, Shrek. Shrek, I hate that stuff. Because it's validation without demands. We do live in hard times. When a bachar has anxiety, it is disgusting to tell her, just smile, just smile. Now, I understand how painful anxiety is. You know what anxiety is? It, it, anxiety is, is yisurim she'en kamayu b'cholo'ilam. Shrek lecha yisurim. By the way, now smile. By the way, now smile. It's not nice for the next guy. Stop being self-absorbed. You know what just happened? You have to understand it's Shrek Lecha Yisurim. Shrek, and if you tell him you're a murderer, if you tell a guy who's anxiety, you rebbe it. Say, smile, just smile. <laughs> just smile. You would say, you know his pain is in? Just smile. You know, you know the pain of anxiety? It rips your soul out. Rips your kishkas out. You guys are listening to Gaiish music. So you could just say, Hevra, Gaish music. You know why they're listening? They feel in pain. All the music is Tsar, Shankama, The love songs are unbelievable Tsar. A guy's listening is, is in massive pain. He's alone. Very painful to be alone. If a guy's pair, if, if people are in his life and connected, you can't even listen to this. It's unlistenable to this junk. He's listening because he relates. He feels so alone. He feels disconnected. It makes sense to him. He also feels alone. He might be pursuing a girl now to try to like end the loneliness. It won't help. It won't help. It won't help at all. But he feels alone. He feels disconnected. That's what he feels. So he relates to it. The first thing is understand and then demand. You can't demand without understanding. Your demand is, is, is flat. You don't, there's no, who said there's a path from where I'm up to till here? Understand and demand. And I told him that you're accurate. If you don't hear that we're demanding also, then you're murdering kids. Understand, demand. Understand. If you demand without understanding, understand without demanding, both of them, you're doing damage. Understand, guy, and demand. Understand. Understand well. Understand well. When we speak about Yeshiva, where I'm up to, one Bachar could look at it. Hasmad is harder for me than him. See, so understand. We ourselves sometimes understand, but don't demand. Understand and demand. Understand. It's hard for me. Now let's go. A guy who has anxiety, it's murder to just smile. You don't just tell him, just smile. First understand how murderous anxiety is. And then after you cry and understand and are in pain for the person who has anxiety, say, Let, let's smile. Let's go, let's smile. It's hard, but let's do it. Reb Shmuel Kamenetsky said to a Yid, I heard this on this trip. Reb Shmuel said to a Yid, a Yid I know, his kid was born without any sweat glands. No sweat glands in the entire body. He's been to the hospital many times and he looks different. He has no sweat glands. So sweating is a tremendous kindness of Hashem as it cools us down. He has no sweat glands and he's been to the hospital many times. And, and he looks funny. He was eight years old and the father is very close to Shmuel Kamenetsky. Shmuel Kamenetsky said, I want you to find one of the hardest hikes in Eretz Yisrael. And let your son lead the hike up. He should lead the hike up the mountain. And the whole way, I want you to tell him it's hard. But look, we can do it. 
It's hard. We could do it. Empathize, but push. He said, I'm doing it for you the rest of your life. He said, people who have handicaps, people either don't empathize, they push without empathy, that's terrible, or they empathize without pushing. He said, I want you to find the hardest mountain. And he, should, he said, Roshmuel, you're crazy. The guy's going to end up in the hospital. Roshmuel said, no, no, no. Find the hardest mountain. It's hard, but you did it. It's hard, but you did it. Empathize and push. He said, I've done it my kids' whole life. Kids make fun of me. looks funny. It's hard, Dad, but I can. It's hard. He said, my kid's 15. He's a Talmud Chacham. He's a Ben Taira. He's happy. He's healthy. Because I went to Shmuel's thing. I understood it's hard, and I pushed. Understand, push. Understand, push. Don't skip any step. If you push without understanding, you're doing damage. If you understand without pushing, you're doing damage. Understand and demand. But understand. Nobody, nobody demands us without understanding us. It doesn't do anything. It's just so you don't know me, so you don't understand the struggle. If somebody says to a guy who has anxiety, just smile, you're an idiot. You're an, literally an idiot. You're an evil person. I'm sorry. Maybe by mistake, you're an evil person. You're evil. Just smile. It's disgusting. Just smile. You don't even know Mike's eyes. It's disgusting. And it's funny, the next person will say, just smile. And he's a tzaddik. He said the same words. I don't get it. He said, just smile. Because he said, just smile. After he understood. You understand the tzair. He said, well, let's smile. Let's do it. Let's, we could do this. We could do this. It's a whole different, just smile. A whole different, just It's The answer to that kid who has anxiety is just smile. Is brush your teeth. Is next task up. Kids going to anxiety, get a task. But if you say that not understanding the pain of anxiety, you didn't teach him anything. You know his pain, you know anxiety. Anxiety is from the most real Yisurim in the whole world. Yisurim, Kashim, Admaid, it's Yisurim. Somebody doesn't have anxiety, if you don't try to understand, you wouldn't understand. Come on, just. Anxiety is Yisurim. Shrek Lucha Yisurim. To be anxious. Things, eating and eating your kishkas out. Yisurim. <coughs> you, you know, Yisurim is, 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 is mamrik avonis of a person. Yisurim. I read from the Torah Savram on the plane. He says if you go through Yisurim and you act wrong, it still makes you holy. You react wrong, not you act. If you samech be Yisurim, you're the highest. Oyav of Hashemish. You're like a lover of Hashem. You're the highest madrega. But he said, if you go through Yisum and you react wrong, the Torah of Ram, he says the reason the generation of Mitzrayim was the Kabbalah Satayra, he said they were on the Memtesh Shari Tumah, he said it's they got Yisurim, it made them holy. I think it's a big secret of our Yeshiva. I see the guys are so holy, they went through Yisurim. Yisurim make people holy. Even if you respond wrong, let alone guys, if a guy responds right, it's Yisurim. A guy can't concentrate as Yisurim, by the way. Come on, just listen. Come on, focus. It's Yisurim. If you don't understand him, it's ridiculous to say, just focus. You, Rebbe, you know what it means? I can't listen. I can't, I go, I go to diving my mind, I can't connect. My mind is gone. If you don't understand it, you say, come on. You demand without understanding. It's, it's a ridiculous demand. You're not being yoyer to the Yisurim. I can't concentrate. That's it. not as bad Yisurim as anxiety. Anxiety is like Shrek. Anxiety is Gehenim. It's torture, no? Guy's anxiety. Now then you can say, if you understand it, you mamish get it, and you're feeling what the person is saying, we have to smile. The next guy, duties, obligation, makes the next guy more comfortable. Let's give a smile. If you understand it and you demand it, you free a person. You, you, you hand them the world. 
that's the that's the Ellie. You hear the plan? Understand with your children one day. Understand and demand with yourself. Understand and demand. Don't demand without understanding. Don't understand without demanding. Understand that. That's how Shmuel Kamenetsky told his father of a kid who didn't have sweat glands. Understand and demand. Always express how, and really express, and think about how hard it is. It's murder. He's made fun of by his friends. Think about it. And then demand that you can do it. But always think about how hard it is. People demand without understanding. Is that Rebbe? Just smile, smile. Come on. The Rebbe like pats you. Smile. You, 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 you know, you know, Rebbe. You know the Gehenna man and just smile. It's evil to say that. If you understand, I mamish get it, and, and, and work hard to understand. You know, you know the Tzad the guy's in. Then I, I'm going to say something. I understand. Let's smile though. Let's smile. So Yenna needs the smile. So I hear, I hear, I hear. So I'm in pain, but I can. Understand and demand. That's Reb Shmuel Kamenetsky. What do you hold of that Eitzah? This is showing me. Brilliant, no? It's funny how the same two words just smile. Two people can tell us, but if you understand and demand, it's true. And if you don't understand and demand, you're just murdering me. What do you hold with well, this word of Reb Shmuel? Eisen, no? Eisen. What do you hold right with Snicky of that? It's right on, no? This this psychologist that I said I lost my mind because he understood and he demanded. He understood fully. A guy was talking about Yasernus. He was demanding. It was wild, but with understanding. He validated and understood what, but he also demanded. Wild. It was like it was an hour intense. The man had no bluff. To him. What do you hold, Elliot, in this? Well, nice. It's better than nice. It's true. <laughs> Let's have some Gemara Shir, my boy says. Don't talk to all 30. The Gemara says in Kedush and Echidish, Daf Mem. The Gemara Daf Mem says, Thanks for being here. Thanks for coming. Thank you. The Gemara says, Rabbi Yisrael, Daf Mem in Kedush, that if you know you're going to do an Avera, you can't help it. You know you're going to do an Avera. It says, dress in black, go where nobody knows you, and do the Avera there. Who says it? The Gemara Kedush Daf Mem. So the question is, what's the answer? The answer is, even if a guy does sin, don't identify I'm the sinner. If you're wearing different clothing, you don't feel it's you. At least dress different and go to not. It's not me doing. I'm not that type of guy. So I don't identify with my sin. It says four things cause chuva. A mikaring zayadin of a person, and one of them is if you change your name. It causes chuva. Mishana shmoi. The Rambam says it doesn't mean literal to change your name. It means ani yeshachar. I'm a different person. Don't identify with the sin. So we learned some Gemara. Enjoy lunch.